With AT&T in-car Wi-Fi, stay connected wherever you go and transform your vehicle into a dependable Wi-Fi hotspot. Powering applications like real-time GPS and voice assistant, navigation becomes a breeze. Even on the practice field, AT&T in-car Wi-Fi keeps you connected while in proximity of your vehicle. Work, stream shows, or finish homework without missing a beat. See if you're eligible for a free trial at att.com slash in-car Wi-Fi. Don't let connectivity be a roadblock in your journey. Always pay careful attention to the road and don't distracted. Wi-Fi hotspot intended for passenger use when vehicle is in operation. Compatible device and vehicle required. This is where projects come to life. Our showrooms are designed to inspire with the latest products from top brands, curated in an inviting, hands-on environment, and a team of industry experts to support your project. We'll be there to make sure everything goes as planned, from product selection to delivery coordination. At Ferguson Bath, Kitchen, and Lighting Gallery, your project is our priority. Find great brands like Kohler at your local showroom or visit us online at ferguson.com build. This is the Jaguars Broadcast Week in Review podcast presented by TIAA Bank. It's Friday, November 4th, and it's week nine in the National Football League. I'm J.P. Shadrick with the best of the week from Jaguars Radio, Jaguars.com, and our social channels, Jaguars Twitter, Facebook, and YouTube. Thanks for listening on Jaguars.com through the podcast link at the top of the homepage or on the official Jaguars Podcast Network. That's on iHeartRadio, iTunes, Spotify, or wherever else you download your pods. We love the feedback, of course, so leave us a comment and a five-star rating. Let's begin with the best of the press conferences and locker room sound this week, starting with head coach Doug Peterson Wednesday. Every quarterback, every NFL quarterback, head coach is going to go through um, adversity, scrutiny, everything's under a microscope, um, you know, and, and it's just it's just a matter of, um, you know, if you want it to go away, you, you, you start you start working on it and you work you work on it to go away. And you know that's something that I can help him with. I, I know the the staff can help him with, and, and try to put put most of this most of this behind him. And and uh, that's one thing. And I've said this before with with Trevor too is he does a nice job of sort of compartmentalizing things and kind of keeping things on the back burner and just focusing on you know his job and and uh, improving uh, improving just this week and, and getting better. So uh, that's that's what we expect. That's what I expect. And and uh, I know I know he'll do that. You know, I think I think he, number one, you got to be honest, you know, with the player, um, and and that's good and bad, right? And and you just you're up front with them, and you got to have constructive dialogue, you know, with with him and, and with really with all your players and your team, and and uh, I, I never want to be someone that wants to kind of sugarcoat anything. Uh, I, I think we have to be honest that way, even even in my performance um, as well, and you know, in, in taking that, I think from what I learned in, in Philly. During that time, it's just just doing that, being uh, being open and honest, and, and really, sometimes you got to have tough you know tough conversations with with players, and um, you know whether it's the quarterback or not, and you know it's, it's it, we're going to work through everything together, and and that's what we do, and and uh, you know we we dig ourselves out of whatever we're in, and and you know continue to improve. How much discussion, uh, if any, did you have with Trent prior? To pulling the trigger on the Calvin Ridley trade, and what are your thoughts about it? I mean, you know, Trent and I talk a lot about a lot of different situations, and and we obviously talked about this one, and and you know, um, listen, it's you guys have heard us talk about this before. We're going to always look to add talent to this roster, you know, any any way possible, any shape, form, and 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 I feel like we've done that now. You know, obviously, we won't know what we have until you know the league clears him and 
and all of that, and we understand that. But you know, at the same time, we feel like we're getting a, a, a really good football player to, to already adding to a good a good room and and great leaders in that room that will uh, that will embrace him when he when he finally gets here. When a team hasn't scored the previous week, you worry about that firing them up and being you know maybe a motivation motivating factor. Were you an Indy? I was. The second time? I was. I mean, that just that proves the point. No, I, I mean, you. you know, um, we had a game just like that this season where, where we held a, held a team to zero, and then, you know, next thing you know, they're over 30 points the next, next time we play them. So uh, each week's different, and each game plan is different, and the set of circumstances are different, and you, you, you put the past in the past, and you focus, focus on the current. So, um, I would expect a different, you know, Raider team this weekend. Now to the quarterback, Trevor Lawrence. He threw two interceptions in the loss to the Broncos in London, including one on a first and goal play at the one-yard line in the second quarter. Lawrence Wednesday after practice. You know, we talk about it's part of the job. You know, no matter who you are, you're going to face criticism, you know, um, especially when you don't feel like you're playing your best. Um, and that's just kind of where we're at right now. And, you know, I don't feel like I've played my best the past couple weeks. And, um, you know, from my standpoint, it's just, every week trying to put the best plan together and prepare the best so I can go go and play my best on Sunday. And so that doesn't change this week, no matter what the criticism is, um, good or bad, you know, I mean, when we're playing well, you know, I'm going to get too much credit. And when we're when we're not playing well, when we're losing some games and I'm going to sometimes get too much blame. And, um, you know, some sometimes, though, it's it's warranted. You know, I know I haven't played my best. So um, that's it. That just is what it is. It's part of the job. It's part of this game. Um, we're fortunate enough to play it. And that's just one of the, one of the, um, I guess, it's just one of the parts of the game. So, for me, it's it's just always been trying to block that out. You know, sometimes it's easier than others, but just sticking to my process, what I know, preparing each week the same way. Um, you know, and I got a lot of faith in, in myself and in this team, and um, yeah, so I just I just block that out and, and just try to do my job the best I can every day, and I can do that better, no doubt. And um, I know I know moving forward I will. So I got a lot of confidence in that. How much did you know? Calgary before yesterday and how much you, you know about today? Yeah, I mean, I, you know, I don't know. I honestly don't know too much about him. I've watched him and he's a, he's a, I mean, he's a great player. So obviously that's exciting moving forward and uh, next season being able to have a guy like that here. And, you know, I've heard some good things from people that know him. Um, and, you know, so I don't know him personally, but it's just as far as what I've heard, I've heard good things and heard he loves the game. And obviously you watch his, his tape, it speaks for itself. So that'll be an exciting thing, you know, next season to look forward to. Trevor, as far as the red zone goes, um, obviously, you know, similar situation with the interception to the one in the Texans game. Yep. When, when that moment happens, I mean, how, how as much as incompletions, other mistakes, you know, you put, you behind, you put them behind you, you're on to the mm -hmm. next play. That one in particular, how hard was it to push that one to the side and go to the next play? You know, I mean, it, it's it's definitely frustrating. Obviously, you, <clears throat> you make, an, make an, a critical error like that. And that point in the game, you know, we're up 7-0. And you just you think about how would that change the game if we end up scoring on that drive and make it 14-0 and really kind of take the life out of their sideline and, <clears throat> and, and kind of keep all the momentum. Um, I think that's the most frustrating thing when you look back on it and just how the game changes. But the playing this position, play, I mean, just playing this sport, it's all about the next play. So, you know, I, I think that's something I've had to learn in my career is how to move on to the next play. Like, you're going to have some bad plays. And obviously that one's just, you know, that one's, that one's not acceptable. Just the situation, you gotta, we got to eliminate those. So I'm obviously learning my lessons there and, and moving forward, not going to make that mistake. And um, so it's frustrating. But at the same time, you got 
I think that was in the first quarter. So you got you got three more quarters to play, um, and you, you can't you got to do your best to not let that affect the rest of the game. So um, I don't necessarily feel like it, feel like it did. You know, I don't think I or I know I didn't play I didn't play a great game really from that point forward. Um, but really, don't necessarily think that that was from that play. Um, I just think that obviously some things happened. Didn't play my best ball, and that's that's disappointing. But you know, as far as just moving on, I think. That's something that I've that I've learned kind of the past year and a half, and even before that, is just the importance of being able to do that because you can't get that play back. Wide receiver Christian Kirk in the locker room this week discussed how things could be better in the red zone. Making sure you know we keep the ball, you know, limiting penalties, and you know, another important thing for us is you know just just running the ball and being physical down there, and uh, you know, capitalizing on our one-on-one opportunities. So those are all things that you know we said from day one we need to be great at, and we just haven't been able to put them all together. The bright spot last week on offense, running back Travis Etienne Jr., who went for 150 six on the ground and now has four straight games with over 100 scrimmage yards. I just keep trusting my offensive line to do what they've been doing. They've been doing a great job uh, getting me to the second level and I feel like that's all I can ask for them and they had did a spectacular job and uh, I just have to keep trusting it and just stay in the film room, just keep studying and uh, just keep that hunger about myself. I mean this is really my first year so I'm, I'm learning week in and week out and uh, I feel like as I just keep getting reps I just keep getting more comfortable. I feel like this is what I get paid to do, go out there and be the best player that I can be, and uh, that's what I try to do every time I step on the field. And finally on offense, tight end Dan Arnold explained how the Jags locker room will stay together, even with a five-game skid. For a lot of the guys that were you know, here last year, we kind of got that tempering, um, and we hardened a little bit, uh, just going through some of the stuff from last year. And, you know, and that Colts game at the end of the year last year was kind of like, hey, we're just going to come out and play football. Um, you know, just not even care about everything else that's going on. We're just going to go out here and play football and try and win a football game. And that kind of has carried over from, from this year, you know. Just being in the rut that we are now, it doesn't matter. We have a game in front of us, and we're going to go out and we're going to practice as hard as we can all week. And then when we get on the game on Sunday, we're going to try and make all the plays that we can and just get after people and run the ball on them and, you know, have success. And yeah, I mean, right now it's just coming down to those one or two plays, and unfortunately, and it's just not swinging our way. But that's not going to stop any of us. And I think all of us are in it together. And this locker room is a very tight knit group, which is it's going to get us through this entire season and after that too. I mean, it's all going to be worth it. It's going to be worth it when we're winning games left and right. Now over to the defensive side. Jaguars outside linebacker Josh Allen hasn't had a sack since week four, and he knows his play could be better. I haven't absolutely not been playing to the standard that I know I can play. Consistently bad, I have. I don't feel like I have been consistently bad. I just haven't been consistently making those plays that I know I can make and should make at this point. Now, you know, being consistent, just making the plays I need to be made. The Jaguars' secondary gave up a big pass on the first play of the Broncos' game-winning drive last week. Thursday, defensive coordinator Mike Caldwell said he still has faith in Trey Herndon out wide. That's the plan. I think uh, other than one play last week, you didn't hear Trey's name. And we go to it, and he played some really good plays, just like we all did. And one play stands out, but his head's up. He's confident. We're confident in him. And he's going to go back out there this week and continue to play. And finally, linebacker Foyer Aluokan on this week's opponent, the Las Vegas Raiders. Them boys are good, and you got to bring your A game. You got to be able to tackle 28, whoever they put back there. Tight ends, good. Receivers, good. Uh, be in coverages and tackle. 
that's, that's really the name of defense, but you got to do it, execute. In a moment, the voice of the Atlanta Falcons, Wes Durham, on how Calvin Ridley could impact the Jaguars' offense next season. Plus, a Cartersville, Georgia perspective on quarterback Trevor Lawrence. NFL Network analyst Bucky Brooks discusses the quarterback's play, and CBS Sports announcer Andrew Catalan on the Las Vegas Raiders' shutout loss last week in the Superdome against the Saints. All that after this. Jags fans, fill your wallet with one debit card that screams Duval exclusively from TIAA Bank. The Jacksonville Jaguars Visa debit card comes with a fierce look and fantastic features so you can pay with pride wherever you go. And it's yours free when you open a Yield Pledge checking account. Up your financial game today. Visit a financial center near you or find us at TIAABank.com slash JagsCard. TIAA Bank is a division of TIAA, FSB, member FDIC, and the official bank of the Jacksonville Jaguars. What's up? I'm John Wall. And I'm CJ Toledano, and we're starting a new podcast presented by DraftKings called Point Game. Everyone, please welcome Coach John Calipari. We're getting beat by 18. My first game in Kentucky. They're saying, Cal's a bust. He can't coach. This is crazy. John Wall runs down the floor and makes a buzzer beater. Yep. You remember that, John? That's my first game win I ever made. Remember you said you never seen me do that. Ladies and gentlemen, DeMarcus Boogie Cousins. I called Boogie. I'm like, yo, bro, I'm about to commit to Duke. And I hung up on him. <laughs> Bro, I'm talking about, do you want to tell me how many times he called me all type of names? Bro, you really sold me out. You doing this. <laughs> Bro, I was sick. I remember that like yesterday, man. Love you, John Wall. Thanks, Coach. Love you, too. You made me everything I am today. Nah, you made me. You made me. I love it. Check out Point Game with John Wall and CJ Toledano on the iHeartRadio app, DraftKings YouTube, or wherever you get your podcasts. It wasn't even supposed to be That's my game. <laughs> Welcome back to the Jaguars Broadcast Week in Review podcast presented by TIAA Bank. And check out the official Jaguars Podcast Network. It's free on iTunes or Spotify. Of course, this program each week, the Huddle Up podcast, the Ozone podcast, all the shows as well. Give us that five-star rating. Now to the best of those shows this week, starting with Huddle Up with Bucky Brooks. Bucky Osher and I had a conversation about quarterback Trevor Lawrence's struggles a week ago. I have a question for the uh, scout, JP. Um, okay, here we go. Scout's uh, ready. It, when you look at Trevor, every email I get this week, if I get 100 of them, there's 80 of them wanting to be benched, which is absolutely ridiculous because it's not going to happen, nor should it. But what are you seeing, um, I guess, that concerns you? And in the counter, what do you like overall? Because I still like a lot about what you're seeing overall, but you can't not say that there's not some concerning stuff right now. Yeah, no, just like us, we got to be honest about what we're seeing, what we're what we're seeing from the quarterback. Uh, what I like about the quarterback, first and foremost, I think he's super talented. Um, I think he has supreme talent. I think he has the talent to be an elite quarterback in this league, from his arm talent to his athleticism to the intangibles that you need to have to be a franchise quarterback. Smart, tough, um, does a great job of leading his team. Uh, the things that you're worried about are two. Decision-making, particularly down in the red zone, because that requires situational awareness, understanding how to live to play another down, and then the accuracy issues that have popped up consistently throughout his his time in Jacksonville. Uh, he misses a handful of throws that you expect elite quarterbacks to be able to make consistently. Now, he turns around and makes some absolute dimes, uh, like high-end throws, high-level throws that you want to see from the upper echelon quarterbacks, but it's a level of consistency with the ball placement that you would like to see so he can operate this offense efficiently. But the one thing is the situational awareness and being able to know, you know what? I probably should throw this one away. 
I need to live to fight another down. I need to understand where the team is at in this moment and make sure I don't do anything to compromise the team's opportunity to score points and to win games. Uh, I will say this because sometimes it's overlooked in the scouting process. How many close games did Trevor Lawrence really play in, not only in college, but in high school? When you've won to the level that he's won, but if you may not have played in close games, you don't understand how valuable the ball is. So you can be a little careless and reckless in those things. And so we can say, look, man, the Jaguars have lost nine straight, one score games, six straight this year. He's had a hand in a bunch of those with his turnovers and eventually he has to learn, but he's learning on the fly. And sometimes, man, you have to touch the stove before you realize it's hot. At some point, it's going to click with him that when I'm in the red zone, I can't make these bad decisions because I'm killing our team. I like that. Hand off the stove, John. Yeah. Well, uh, <laughs> yeah, it, it's uh that's a good one. That's a good one. I, I I can't even follow that, JP. Pretty good. Huddle up with Bucky Brooks Wednesdays at 4 o'clock on the Jaguars' social media channels and jaguars.com. Now to Jags Drive Time Wednesday. The Jaguars made a trade for Falcons wide receiver Calvin Ridley, who should be ready for work next season if he's reinstated by the NFL. The voice of the Falcons, Wes Durham, explained what he could mean to the Jags' offense, plus he had a hometown perspective on Trevor Lawrence. Wes, thank you for waking up with us. Good morning, Ashlyn. How are you? We are doing great. Very excited about this trade and a lot to talk about with this. But I think big picture, Wes, what kind of player are the Jaguars getting with Calvin Ridley? Well, when he left the field at the front end of last year, Calvin Ridley, I thought, was one of the 10 best wide receivers in the National Football League. And when you go back and look at his career in Atlanta, uh, you know, when he stepped away from the field a year ago, uh, he had played in less than 50 games and yet was averaging almost 15 yards or 14 yards a catch. And so I, I think you're getting, number one, a relatively young wide receiver who's got some veteran presence about him, which is probably a good thing. I mean, less than 50 games and the success he's had is probably exactly what Doug Peterson and uh, and those guys were looking for. And I, I think he'll be a guy that, uh, that Trevor can lean on early uh, because he's going to be anxious to get back on the field after – not only the mental health situation, but obviously the suspension this year. And I think he's going to want to make an impact in his new home. All right, let's talk about Cartersville's favorite son. And and, <laughs> and, and we should say, you know, you're, I think your wife has worked with Trevor's mom. Uh, no, they know one another. They, they know, know one, one another. another. So, and, yeah, and I know Jeremy. And, and, and look, he's, uh, you know, I got to meet him, and you know this story. I, I, I saw him for the first time before his sophomore year in high school. So I, I've kind of seen the full legacy, if you will, of what he's done. All right, so are you surprised that he's making the same error, right, the throw into the end zone that cost yeah. him against the Texans last week in London? Are you surprised that he's not thriving yet, or or do you just figure that's the, the rise of a young quarterback? And, and by the way, for folks who don't know, I mean, you watched Matt Ryan come in as a youngster and work yeah. his way up. So, you know, give us the view from Cartersville on Trevor <laughs> Lawrence. Well, obviously, there are a lot of 16 jerseys running around up here in Falcon territory still, by the way, right? Um, I, I think, the, I think the, the stuff he's going through now is what you would have gone through in a typical rookie year had he had a typical rookie year. Um, and I'm not trying to write off the bad chapters of what's happened in Jacksonville the last you know, year and a half or so, but, but I think Doug Peterson's a perfect coach for him. And I told you that when I saw you in the preseason. And the reason I think he's the perfect coach is because of his track record. Um, and I, I think the maturation process of the quarterback is just a year behind schedule because of all the stuff that went on a year ago. And look, am I surprised that the, the stuff happened the other day? Yeah, I am a little bit. In fact, I was watching the game 
you know, getting ready for our game against the Panthers, and I saw the throw, and I'm like, man, that's a bad throw. How did that happen? Um, and, and I heard you at the top say, you know, he had the other throw available and didn't take it. You know, and I, he can only speak to that process. But I will tell you the one thing is I've always found out with him is that he's wired to get better. Even when you think he's reached the top of it, Brian, I, I think he's still wired to improve. And I think now this process of learning and going through these experiences now with Coach Peterson will benefit him, and, and I would like to think the Jaguars down the road. Jags drive time here is Monday, Wednesday, and Thursday at 9.30 a.m. on Jaguars.com and the Jags social channels, Twitter, Facebook, and YouTube. And now a preview of an interview that will air in full on the official Jaguars Podcast Network Saturday and will run again Sunday in countdown to kickoff on the Jaguars Radio Network. It's CBS Sports play-by-play announcer Andrew Catalan on the performance from the Raiders last week in a shutout loss to the Saints. You can make the case that the Raiders' performance last week in New Orleans was the worst game any team in the NFL has played this year. I mean, it was that bad. And, and there was some momentum, too, because... You know, they had played really well in Arrowhead against the Chiefs, just came up a little bit short and had a bye week, blew out the Texans. Uh, They were feeling pretty good against a Saints team that hasn't done much, and they completely laid an egg. Now, the interesting thing with them this week is they've been training down in IMG in Sarasota, so maybe some team bonding, maybe getting away from home and families will kind of galvanize them a, a little bit. Um, If you're a Jaguars fan, you're hoping that's not the case. Uh, But I think they're going to come out with a bit of a chip on their shoulder because there wasn't one player that played well in that game for the Raiders last week. And the head coach took the responsibility for it, apologized to the fans. And they got a lot to play for here against Jacksonville. So I'd expect to see a better Raiders team than we saw a week ago. You know, and when you put out a performance like that, the next week, a lot of times you go back to what you've been doing the best. What's the easiest route to success? And that, for them, at least as of late, has been running the football with Josh Jacobs. You might see a healthy dose of him. Jaguars been pretty good against the run this year overall, except in Philadelphia, but for the most part. But Jacobs is the real deal. He was on a little run there before last week's game, too. Yeah, he's been running the ball great. He runs the ball hard. Uh, he does not get tired, it appears. And you're right, the Jags have played some pretty good run defense for the most part this year, so that'll be a big matchup. And I also expect them to get Devontae Adams involved. He only had one catch last week in New Orleans. That's not why they brought that guy in there. He's in there to get seven to ten catches. And I think him and maybe Darren Waller coming back uh, if he's healthy – They are a talented team. I mean, they scored 29 points in Kansas City. Not that the Chiefs have a great defense, but, you know, they can score points. The big surprise to me has been on the defensive side where Chandler Jones has done nothing. He's got a half a sack. Obviously, Max Crosby's leading the way. But I think you want to make sure if you're Jacksonville that this is the game that Chandler Jones does not wake up. Again, the full interview coming Saturday on the official Jaguars podcast network. It's week nine, the Las Vegas Raiders at two and five and the Jacksonville Jaguars at two and six. They'll kick it off Sunday at one o'clock at TIAA Bank Field. We're on the air in Jacksonville at 10 a.m. with a Publix tailgate show. And then at noon, it's countdown to kickoff on the Jaguars radio network. It's salute to service Sunday and the game is presented by CSX. Enjoy the weekend and thanks for listening. I'm J.P. Shadrick. We'll catch you next week on the Jaguars broadcast weekend review podcast presented by TIAA Bank. 
Turns out, a delightfully clean home can make for a delightful start to the day. At Mrs. Myers, everything they make is inspired by the garden. With plant-derived and other thoughtfully chosen ingredients, their cleaning products smell like a dream and work like the Dickens, leaving your home sparkly clean and your to-do list tackled in no time. Goodness, there's no better feeling than that. Mrs. Myers, rooted in goodness. Visit MrsMyers.com today. This is where projects come to life. Our showrooms are designed to inspire with the latest products from top brands, curated in an inviting, hands-on environment, and a team of industry experts to support your project. We'll be there to make sure everything goes as planned, from product selection to delivery coordination. At Ferguson Bath, Kitchen, and Lighting Gallery, your project is our priority. Find great brands like Vosh at your local showroom or visit us online at ferguson.com build.